everyone. Welcome to the Sound Barrier, Northeast State's official podcast, where we will be breaking the barrier by getting to know some of our staff and faculty. This is your host, April Allen, and joining us today is Charles Reese, a specialist in the Financial Aid Office. Thank you for being with us today, Charlie. Well, it's good to be here. Yeah. So you've been working here for about a year and a half, right? Yeah, about that, yep. So how did you come to work to Northeast State? So I graduated from ETSU uh, the December before I started working here. Um, and it's really as simple as I applied and got the job. <laughs> you must have impressed them. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so we know that you work in the financial aid office, but not many know about the work that goes on in the financial aid office. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do in there? Um, yeah, students, they definitely, there definitely is a disconnect between what they see and what we do. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I mean, most of the job, it really just depends on what time of the year it is. Um, right now, especially everyone being remote, it's mostly just answering emails. Um, but there really is a lot that goes on to it. More than would be worth really bringing up or talking about or more than people I think would really understand. It's just a lot of, a lot of policy we have to follow a lot of, you know, guidelines. Um, it gets pretty complex. It does. It's like a foreign language, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So in your opinion, why is financial aid important, you know, to students and to Northeast state, you know, why is it so important and vital that, they get financial aid assistance, get their file complete and everything. Yeah, I mean, I know you and I have talked about this before because we work like 15 feet away from each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of sense, they – financial aid is probably the most – the biggest barrier that students really have when it comes to getting into school. Um, I know every student I talk to, if the conversation comes up, I'm like, look, financial aid should be your main priority. You know, you should be – starting that the same time that you're applying to the school Mm -hmm. um, because it normally it takes longer than it does to apply for the school it takes longer than you know registering for classes orientation all that it's probably the most complex um, part of the entire college career aside from you know doing homework and getting stressed out over grades and exams Mm -hmm. I don't know financially it's probably more stressful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we want to be a little positive. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm trying to say is that students should definitely keep it in mind at all times. You know, as soon as they start the college process, you know, we always try to tell students, you know, get in touch with us periodically. Mm-hmm. Even if everything's great and everything's going well, still get in touch because, I mean, sometimes students aren't aware of the things that could right. uh, interrupt their financial aid. Right, because everything factors in somehow, doesn't it? Everything. Yeah. Yep. So how would you encourage students to not allow their financial aid file, stress them out? Well, like I said, mostly just keeping in touch with us. I mean, you have students, I have students that we just know on a first-name basis because mm-hmm. they've just gotten in the habit of coming in, you know, sometimes once a month. Um, right. But these students we see periodic a few times a semester, and – you know, they'll pop in just to say hi, mm-hmm. you know, but those are students who do best when it comes to financial aid because there are never any surprises. They're never having to um, get stuff done at the last minute. They're not having to stress out over it because they just got in the habit of checking in with us. Right. Yeah. 
So make it a habit to check in with financial aid. Make it make us your friends. <laughs> yes, because we are friendly, right? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Try to be. So is your degree in financing? It is. It is. Uh, I graduated from ETSU with a degree in finance and real estate. Interesting. Yeah. Why financing? Well, I come from a large family, lots of siblings. I've got seven siblings. Wow. Um, so my family, you know, having to you know, make that money last, we were pretty poor. We didn't have a lot of money. Um, so one thing I always had at the back of my mind growing up was, you know, how can I afford this? How am I going to pay bills? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to eat? That's always been on my mind. Um, so it only made sense for me to go to college and excel in it because it's always been a part of who I am to keep money in mind. Yeah. I, I don't think I realized that. That's interesting. Yep. Not just because you're money hungry, but... No, not at all. Not at all. It's just I realized that, you know, if you look at statistics, especially when it comes to just everyday well-being of people, Mm -hmm. and even as far as looking into people's marriages and family health, you know, a lot of of it has to do with money. Right. You know, um, I think, I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this, but I think the number one reason for divorce Mm -hmm. is because of money. Right. Um. So I don't think you should let money rule your life, mm-hmm. but it should definitely be something you take care of. Good advice. Yeah. Good advice. So with that in mind, that makes sense why you're a big Dave Ramsey fan. Yeah, of course. So <laughs> how has this financial aid plan, not financial aid, but financial plan helped you? <laughs> so Dave Ramsey, I didn't even discover him until I was a senior in college. Okay. Um, my senior year, I registered for a uh, personal finance class, mostly just because I needed another credit to take another class. And I mean, that seemed right up my alley. And the entire class was surrounded, um, or it surrounded Dave Ramsey. All we did was go in, watch his um, financial self-help videos, hmm. and we talk about it. And it was pretty great. So that's how I came about learning about him. Um, but he does have a podcast. I do listen to it periodically. Most most of the time, on my way to and from work, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, I try not to listen to it too often, though, because, I mean, it gets my blood pumping. Like, I get excited. <laughs> like, all right, what's my next, what's my next financial move? Um, so I don't listen to him too often because of that. Um, but I do like what he has to say. You know, he talks. He, he doesn't sugarcoat it. Right. You know, in his podcast, he'll have um, people call in and he'll be like, you know, listen, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. You know, you're $20,000 in college st- student loan debt. You know, you don't need to buy that brand new, you know, 2020, I don't know, Toyota Corolla. <laughs> right. He'll <laughs> <laughs> um, be like, don't do that. Don't, you know, s- quit spending money. Don't need mm-hmm. to be spending. Pay off your credit card. So, I mean, it's just really sound advice, really simple Um so I do like what he teaches. Just stop spending money when you don't need to. Yeah, makes sense. You think it would be that simple, but somehow yeah. we complicate things. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's one of the downsides of growing up in a capitalist society. Not to get too philosophical, <laughs> um, is people grow up in the U.S. believing that they have to have the newest thing, mm-hmm. the biggest thing, like newest iPhone, AirPods. Right. You know, even though those things are cool, I don't know. I don't <laughs> own a pair. Right. I probably never will just because there's there's no reason to spend that money. Mm-mm. You know, it could be 
better put towards something else. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So other than do the Dave, what financial advice can you give our listeners? Pretty much what I just said, you know, don't spend what you don't need to live below your means. Um, if you can go without, go without, because I mean, me all the time, when I leave work, I want to stop at McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. But I always tell myself, like, no, I've got food at home. Right. <laughs> it's so tempting. Yeah, it is. It is. <gasps> we just, it, it takes a little bit of discipline mm-hmm. getting used to. But, you know, once you start doing it, it just becomes habitual. Mm-hmm. Start small, you know, learn to not spend $5 a day on a cup of coffee, make coffee at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did you say coffee? Oh, <laughs> uh, no reason. No reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just small steps. Start small, uh, get into a habit, and uh, save where you can. Just save money, right? Especially for that rainy day, because at some point or another, you will need that money for something important. Mm-hmm. That's true. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's better to save than to uh, have an emergency and then have to spend that money on a credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, build up interest. It's not good. It's not. It's not a he- healthy financial. Uh, life to live right good advice good advice so it sounds like that you are very passionate about that Mm -hmm. and you i've actually heard you give that advice to students in the financial aid office so it seems like you like to help people Mm -hmm. and my grandpa always says there is no better feeling than helping others not only do you enjoy assisting students in financial aid and beyond but you actually assist people, help people on a grander scale by serving in the National Guard, which I'm sure many of our listeners don't know that. So can you tell us a little bit about the National Guard and what you do? Yeah, so I've been in the National Guard since the end of 2010. So what's that? 10 years years now. Mm -hmm. You know, about a decade. (laughs) It's pretty fun. Um, There's definitely a lot of things you learn uh, leadership-wise. Because after a while, you start to um, get used to working in that team atmosphere. And eventually, mm-hmm. you're put in charge of a team. and um, So you can definitely learn a lot of leadership qualities from it. Okay, so is that the biggest thing that you, you're taking away right now from the National Guard? Definitely, yeah. Because my unit, what I do is we do construction. We're an engineer unit, um, a lot of heavy equipment, stuff like that. So... Mm-hmm. Um, on the civilian side of the National Guard, you know, when we're not deployed overseas, we do a lot of help with disaster relief. Okay. Um, so during a hurricane or uh, storms, we're activated a lot of the times right. to help clean up. Um, so that's pretty rewarding in itself to actually um, help people and not just, you know, deploy overseas mm-hmm. in a combat situation, but uh, being able to help people here in the U.S. Yeah, and thank you for that. We appreciate your service and helping those in distress. And I know it's probably not an easy situation to always be in to see people who are in such dire need due to hurricanes, due to whatever the situation. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Do you have an interesting story um, that you can pull from by being in the National Guard? Um, I want to say stories, maybe not something I could talk about. Right. Here on a podcast. Yeah, don't share secrets. Yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> I can't talk about. Um, it, it's interesting. I don't have any specific stories, but we uh, we do spend a lot of time outdoors, a lot of time sleeping um, 
out in the woods, honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, sometimes it could be more or less a camping trip, but without like the campfire instead, you're, you know, up all night. You're in, mm-hmm. you're in the woods and you're up. You're, you're not sleeping. Yes. <laughs> you're not in a sleeping bag. You're, you're up and awake and working. So, so. no s'mores, huh? No, not no. often. That's, that's <laughs> one of the downsides is you don't get a lot of sleep. Mm. Wow. So when you're not giving expert financial aid advice or serving the National Guard, what do you like to do with your time? I play a lot of video games, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> okay, you got to unwind somehow. Yeah, of course, because, I mean, I still spend a lot of time working to improve myself. Um, cause like I said, I, I majored in finance and real estate. So mm-hmm. I'm currently in the process of actually getting my real estate license. Um, good for you. So aside from work and working towards that and improving on myself, I mean, sometimes I just like everybody, they just need something unwind. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's usually video games. Um, you know, sometimes I like to mess around with knickknacks. Like I'll, I've got small motors that I'll, mess around with mm-hmm. um i'll take things apart put them back together but mostly it's video games just you know some mindless task that yeah doesn't require any effort just right go brain dead for a little bit that's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so when you build your motor rebuild your motors have you ever had any extra parts what do you mean <laughs> you know when you take it apart oh put yeah put it back there it's like that should not be there yeah <laughs> um not really. No, I don't do anything. Like, I'm not constructing motors. I'm not um, a mechanic by any means. Mm-hmm. My projects are a lot more simplistic. So, like, one time, what are those toys called? They're not Legos. They're, like, Connect or something. Like, just little... Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, I've made a remote control car before. Oh, cool. Yeah. I had a small motor, and um, I use these Connects to make a small vehicle, uh, put a battery on it. I was able to... At least go forward and backward. <laughs> about as far as I can get. <laughs> well, <laughs> but that's still fun. pretty creative. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. So, Charlie, if you could go back in time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? It's ironic that you asked that because, you know, when I was 18, I was in the process of going through an early life crisis, which really? I think everyone goes through. I just don't think it's talked about, you know? Right, um, that's true. Because... You know, at that age, you don't really know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You've graduated high school, and you don't know what the next step is. And it can be stressful because, mm-hmm. you know, you're expected to go to college. Or, so most of the time, you're expected to move away from home. And most of the time, I don't think 18-year-olds are prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's ironic because my youngest brother is going through that right now. He's 18. He's right. graduated high school, and he's getting ready to move off to college. Um so I'd probably tell myself the same thing I'm telling him because he and I are a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been through that. So luckily he's got me to um, sort of guide him. Mm-hmm. But I'm I, I'm trying not to tell him what he should do. Right. Is the thing. I'm just giving him options and making things aware. It's like, listen, you can either go to college or you can move away or you can do what I did and stay in my hometown for the next five years and do nothing and eventually have to move away anyway to you know mm-hmm. progress in life mm-hmm. um so yeah if i could go back i would just tell myself what i'm telling him now just tell him what he needs to be working towards you know what his options are mm-hmm. um yeah that's yeah. pretty much it <laughs> well, sounds good and hopefully he's taking that advice oh yeah 
oh yeah because he knows we're a lot alike so mm-hmm. he's like you know if you've been through it i'm going to go through the same thing so he's really good at that right fortunately that's good that's yeah. good so charlie i've got one more question for you if you had any superpower what would it be and why i don't know there are a lot of good powers but all of them come with flaws like you could read people's minds <laughs> Yeah, like, but you don't want to know yeah, everything sometimes that's going you don't on. Want to, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> like you run super fast, but like, what if you tripped? You know, <laughs> that would be, be me. <laughs> awful. <laughs> um, freezing time would be fun. Flying, freezing maybe. Time. Oh, okay. But then if you're flying, you like swallow a bug. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Getting hit in the face with a bird or something. Yeah, yeah. Collision is not good. I don't know. <laughs> it's like when you ask. When you have three wishes with a genie, mm-hmm. be careful what you wish for. Kind of right. the same thing. Like, I feel like every superpower has its flaw. That's true. So I'm content how I am. <laughs> Good for but you. But maybe if I could have, like, the power to just have food appear. That would totally be your power. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just have food. <laughs> then you'd be happy. I would. That'd be great. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> so... Now that we know Charlie's secret superpower (laughs) desire, um, we appreciate you being our guest, Charlie. And thank you for the good advice that you shared with us and the stories and letting us get to know you a little better. And thank you listeners for tuning in and a special thanks to Entertainment Technology for their assistance and hard work. And be sure to join us next time as we continue to break the barrier.